$400 million a year for four years we spent under the Nunn-Luger Act to renovate and to run. We, we took them over. We ran them. and We owned them in, in everything but name only. So we renovated them. We brought them up to standards. We, we, we tasked Michael Callahan was one of the people, Harvard ID guy, probably sitting in his office today, fat, dumb, and happy. But he, he was tasked <laughs> with going over there and getting these labs up to snuff, starting vaccine research and production and doing gain of function research. And one of the very first things he did, and this is in the 90s, one of the things he produced from that was a paper on the categorization of bat coronavirus long before Ralph Barrett got into it. Okay, so, uh, you know, interesting stuff. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. So we we funded and staffed those bioweapons labs. There's no question. It wasn't just in the Ukraine. It was in Kazakhstan and all these. And in 1991, the other thing that happened is that's when Ken Alabek, that was really Conant John Alabekov, I think is his real name. He was a Soviet bioweaponer in Biopreparat, the, the civilian, even though they wear uniforms. I'm not sure why they call it. The, they had a military arm for bioweapons and they had a civilian arm for bioweapons. And theoretically, this was the civilian arm, and, but he was an army you know, colonel or something. But he was the number two guy. And this was a huge bioweapons program. I mean, they look, they had stuff, they had leaks that got out, made people sick. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on that we knew about, but we could never prove on the, you know, interactive, you know, biologic agreement thing where we 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 said we weren't doing it either. Of course we were doing it. We turned Fort Dietrich from being a bioweapons lab into a cancer research lab. Cancer research is also a front for, for bioweapons research. You know, Jude St. Jude Hospital, when you go to the grocery store and they want you to donate to St. Jude, keep in mind, they fund bioweapons research. Wow. Yeah, it's everywhere. So so this is what I knew going into this is that we had we had been taking these over and it wasn't hard to find because, you know, in Tbilisi, Georgia, when they did this, they named the lab, the Luger lab after Senator Luger. I mean, it was right out in the open. It's only become <laughs> hidden now when we're starting to look at it and they want to hide it. And they say, that's why Newland, our, our gal said, no, there are no bioweapons labs. And then it was like all this evidence came out. We'd been funding it. You can't deny it. She had to admit we did it, you know. So, so the the upshot of all these bioweapons labs in Ukraine. So when when Putin went in, but it's not just bioweapons. It's also I, I don't know much about the chemical. I got to say, and I the only reason I know something about atomic weapons is that I'm I, I actually had the the opportunity. I took care of the doctors who were on the American Bomb Casualty Commission because I was stationed with the Marines close to Hiroshima, Japan. Oh. And I was there for over a year in Iwakuni, Japan. And these guys that were on the American Bomb Casualty Commission that went over to see the effect on people from Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they would come and, and they were they were my clinic patients. You know, they were old men by this time. Not old, old, but they were older men by this time. They were supposed to be there six months. They were there for 35 years. So wow. come over and they would talk. And I'm a member of Doctors for Disaster Preparedness, which was set up for nuclear preparedness. Okay. So a lot of the stuff, I would say most of the stuff, like with viruses, like with our biologic lies, I knew a long time ago we were being lied to about the whole nuclear problem. You know, there was not one uh, abnormal baby born to pregnant women that got irradiated by the bomb. Not one. The babies that were born were normal. Okay. Wow. Um, uh -huh. Yet when Chernobyl blew up, that they had over 4,000 abortions by women all over Europe, afraid that that small amount of irradiation would cause them to have abnormal babies. You see, that's the effect of lying. 
When they don't tell you the truth, bad things happen. We need to be told the truth. I'm tired of being treated like a child in this whole thing. Let's lay it out. I'm hoping yeah. that when this whole military take back, which I believe is in play, play I think when the, when the alliance of generals or whoever's in charge here, I think when they take these back and they, they really win, Putin finishes cleaning out the Ukraine. We finish cleaning out the dumbs, which all done deal. I want to be told the exact truth. Don't sugarcoat it. It's time. We are adults. We are human beings. And it's our lives at stake. And we've been we've been oppressed by pharaohs for 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years. It's time to free us intellectually. OK, that's right. We need to know what's really going on in this planet. But but what has happened over there is that we would set up these bioweapons labs and then we would have these outbreaks of weird diseases. Every time a, a lab got kind of under control and was was renovated, then you'd have an outbreak like of Zika or Hantavirus, or my favorite is Crimean hemorrhagic fever. What? I mean, we never had hemorrhagic fever in that part of the world. It was African. But suddenly, mm -hmm. with all this going on, we had hemorrhagic fever. So the Russians are exactly right. And so what I'm curious about is Chernobyl. What if, well, look at what Putin did, okay? Putin, and again, look how, look at the, look at the news lying to you, okay? Oh, so, yeah. Putin went in and one of his first targets, he very, he's not, he wasn't carpet bombing Ukraine. He was trying to save the Russians in the Donbass from being murdered by the neo-Nazi Azov. Okay. So, and being terrorized. There were, there were like five areas in Eastern Ukraine that were being terrorized by these Nazi factions that now are funded by Zelensky and Soros and everything to move East and take over this part. And they were abusing these people. And these are native Russians. So the, the native Slavic Russians. So um, oh, and by the way, we have evidence, for example, when they were denying the, the, the when she was denying the bioweapons labs, and I'm sitting there looking at my computer, and I've got these documents that show that we had a neurosurgeon over there in one of these bioweapons labs that was sampling pure, you pure Slavic Russians for their DNA and their RNA. He was, they had hired a neurosurgeon. He was, I think, civilian, but he, he was actually sampling their CSF, meaning putting a needle and taking samples, opening them up, taking samples of their uh, their uh, fecal sac or whatever it was that had special RNA. There's something about your spinal cord that has special RNA. And he was actually getting tissue and fluid from the spinal canal. That's why wow. they needed a neurosurgeon uh, to do that. And he was over there. So we knew that before any of this, while she was denying it, we knew that. We had the Air Force, <laughs> we had the Air Force documents on that. Okay. And by the way, I had a I had a retired Air Force general tell me in some pride that that the air force had the most genetic sequencers of any of the services and i'm thinking what wow i, I thought it was, i thought of japan you said well, air force well i'm talking about now in america that he okay. was saying we had genetic sequencers i think of when i think of the military do you think of genetic sequencing no no you think of bombs and planes and, and <laughs> troops and things like that but it turns out we're in the we're in an age of genetic sequences as part of warfare how crazy is this? But anyway, that's what's been going on. So, so these guys went over and and they've been they've been operating out of there. And I think I think Chernobyl. You know, again, Putin and and this is somebody that's been a Russian observer for my whole life. Spoke, you know, studied Russian. Don't really uh -huh. get in any conversant way, but I can read some and I can understand some. So I can when I listen to Putin speak, I look at the translation and I can tell it's it's close. It's not, I, I, they're not varying off the script. It's like, I can hear him. Yeah. Okay. I hear it. I know enough Russian to understand that he's kind of saying these things, but the, but the, but the point is, is that the first thing he did, even before he took out all these bioweapons, he also went into Chernobyl in a very quiet way, 
Spetsnaz or whoever he sent in, special technologic people into Chernobyl. Now, why did he do that? Well, what did we see in the news? We saw in the news three news articles. One was, um, oh, those that, that Putin's going to nuke uh, Paris or some or European city. That was put out there like a, oh, hey, this is a really bad dude. Under your point, he's a really bad dude. He's going to nuke one of our, our cities. Well, let me tell you, I also know something about scalar weapons. And in the world of scalar weapons, you don't throw a nuke out. There's no reason. That would be stupid and suicidal because scalar weaponry, if I want to take out Paris, he could do it with scalar weaponry. They probably wouldn't trace it back to him. They would with a nuke. So this is this is just nonsense. OK, uh -huh. so they're talking about this. the second thing they said is, oh, those darn Russians, they're turning off the Chernobyl electrical plant. And now they're going to be without electricity in the Ukraine. And it's going to melt down and spew like you spew radioactivity all over the place. That didn't happen. And then the third thing they said is those darn Russians, they went into Chernobyl and now there's there's nuclear material missing. Okay, so let's put this together. Okay. Yeah. And let's just point out that that never needed to be evacuated, that people don't realize that the Chernobyl nuclear plants have been functioning ever since the disaster, the so-called disaster, which didn't kill more than 30 people. OK, most of the people that died were from the translocation. When you pull old people that lived in that little town of Piaput or whatever it's called, right around, you know, when you take old people out of their homes that they've been living in for 60 years and you tell them they got to go to this apartment in Kiev or someplace, um, they die because people that's a big stress. Uh -huh, right. Uh -huh. That's where most of the deaths took place. It wasn't radiation. So why did they keep that place all empty? Because you can't follow what's going on in there. I when I look at those news articles, I it says to me. Something was being built underneath Chernobyl of a nuclear device to use as a false flag on Europe and blame Putin. That's what I think. Mm. And, the, and he sent in his guys to disarm it and take away the fissionable material or whatever it was that they were using. I, that's how I interpret the news. Uh -huh. And I could mm. be completely wrong there, but that's the that's the upshot of Ukraine. And I think we're and I think he's close to being done. And I say that because and I think we're cooperating. There's a brother bear alliance that they talk about on Telegram and the Internet. And I think it's real. There's a tunnel underground war going on. Whoever the really ugly bad guys are, it's underground. We've been fighting it maybe since World War One or before. Certainly, we have pictures of World War One making us think that we were actually the superficial war up here with the Germans was to hide what was really going on underneath the ground because we had German and, and American troops working together. It's crazy stuff, stuff we never saw. This is the apocalypse. We are being enlightened. The knowledge is opening up. OK, yes. yes. Well, um, so in, in Ukraine, they one of the big places was the uh, steel plant in in uh, the Azov steel and the Azov troops in the steel plant in Mariupol, and who did they pull out of there? They pulled out of uh, they pulled out some British um, SAS guys, and they pulled out Rear Admiral or not Rear I guess he was a three star Navy SEAL Admiral Eric Olson. Okay, mm -hmm. I think it's real. I think they arrested him. I think the Russians have him. I don't know. And they and they also said I heard rumor on the street that any Kazarian mafia are being executed on site. I don't know that, but I can't prove that either. But that's the war I think is going on over there. I think they're clearing out the Kazarian mob that's been using that as a stronghold for millennia, a millennium, at least since the, since the 800s. So I, that's it. I, <laughs> that's I, all I, I know. I believe that we're on the winning side of this conflict. I do. You know, and I, we're, we're just dealing with experts that know how, as you mentioned, the Hegelian dialectic, they just know how to create right. smoke screens and then stir up people to head in a certain direction. And then 
they come up with what they think is the best solution and people unfortunately they fall for their solution you know when we um we all have i think the real solution on the inside of us we just have to be willing to um we just take it a step further and i think the real simple form is just to ask questions i know when i went to my doctor and he suggested that I, you know, he suggested I get the vaccine. I said, well, you know, let me ask you a few questions, you know, <laughs> That's all it takes. Well, and, and if he was not in a university program and he was in private practice, he probably would honestly answer that. But unfortunately, they are they're being we know that they're being told not to mention, not to Alex. And, and, and quite frankly, a lot of it, what bothers me is these doctors don't have the knowledge. They're telling you things they could not like like. In, in, the, in the only study, or the first post-marketing study on pregnant women, there were 270 pregnant women enrolled. They lost 238 to follow up. And of the remainder, they could only prove one live birth. So in an upshot, out of 270 wow. pregnant women in the study to show you it's safe for pregnancy, they only had one live birth. You can't say anything about that. That's horrible. Except that's, horrible. that's right. Yeah. And doctors are continuing to push this on pregnant women, which is, again, that is a crime. Yeah. At some point you are, if, if, if not with us, you'll be held accountable with God for doing what you're doing. And, and this is my, my in, in addition to, we can save people, but, but my point to my medical fellow professionals is if you knowing what's out there, the knowledge is out there. Now we know what's going on. You are criminally liable. You cannot keep doing this. You know, we want to, they always want to hang Fauci. Okay, fine. But he's not the big bad guy here in the sense that he didn't kill one person with these vaccines. Who did? The nurses, the pharmacy techs, the people that were injecting these agents into the people. Okay. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we have to, don't participate. Tunisia malice, do not participate in evil. This is true satanic evil. Don't participate in it anymore. Don't, don't kill people in the hospitals, you know. I had I have nurses call me and say, this is happening in my hospital. I said, why don't you speak up? I said, well, because I'll lose my job. I said, OK, you just told me they're killing people. You're telling me you want to save your job in Auschwitz. It's time to get out. Yeah, it's time to that get was off. OK early on when we didn't know what was going on. But now the only way we stop this and not do this again is that everybody be responsible for their own moral actions here. You cannot keep doing it. Well, Dr. Merritt, I, I want to thank God for you speaking out. And I pray that you always have this courage and share this great wisdom that God has blessed you with. And uh, I want to it's just a real honor to have you come. How can people, once again, how can they contact you and how can they follow up with your broadcast? With your well, page. I appreciate that. Now, unfortunately, you can't really contact me because I'm all by myself and I have no okay. staff. I have one nurse that helps me a lot, Jan. And so, but I have a I have a, a a live podcast every Monday night where we do live question and answer. So people can come and ask questions, and we talk to people on the podcast. It's kind of our tribe, and we've got to know people, and it's kind of a nice Monday night to feel you're not alone. So please come and join that. Help support the war effort. I'm at themedicalrebel.com. You can find me there. And I have a Brighton show every six, six o'clock central every Wednesday. Um, uh, the Medical Rebel or the Medical Merit Hour or something. You can find it on, on brighton.tv. And uh, that's basically it. But I have a lot of information on there. You can find, if you look at my site, there's a lot of stuff you can find. And um, so that uh, you can learn things. And I try and update it and keep people informed much as we know we're trying we're still practicing medicine of a different type we're trying to save people electronically here all right thanks thank you dr merritt i would have never believed you were 70 i would have <laughs> i would have i would have get i was wondering you said 63 that was last year 
Yeah, I know. I wish. I wish. I was a lot younger then. <laughs> All right. We're going to and tell Jan, I said, thank you for working with me as far as scheduling. And and you just don't know how much I appreciate you taking your time to come on. And we went over quite a bit. And so I'm, I didn't want to go over because I wanted to be able to ask you to come back. Have I burned that bridge? No, no, but you, you probably have to spit this in too. I don't want to bore your audience, but uh, no, when, when things goodness. change, I'm more happy to come back. I will tell you that tonight on, on my Brighton show, uh, I'm going to interview, if, he, if we can get him on, this is, well, he's from the down under, the Aussie Cossack. And if, you, okay. if you're interested in Ukraine, here's the guy. He was put in jail by the Australians simply for, for saying, hey, don't back, don't send money to the Ukrainians. They're evil. This is an evil, not all Ukrainians, but this Zelensky, this whole thing with George Soros and Kolomoisky running this, it's evil. Don't be funding them. The Russians are doing the right thing. Just let them do it. And he got put in jail for three months for speaking out. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. they don't want you to speak out about anything now. That's, that's why, right. you know, that's why I really admire your courage. You know, I, this is a, a taking a stand like you do in the medical, you know, community is a, yeah, that's big stuff, you know? Well, they're coming after our children or they have come after our children and it is time to everybody stand up because this isn't going away. They want 10 pandemics in 10 years. Everybody needs to be the army. You, 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 everybody that's listening to this, you can be part of the digital army. You can get this message out. Um, I'm sure you have lots of information that you you've said about this and the spiritual aspect of this. Yes. By grouping together, by praying, by by being together in this effort, we make a difference. We can change the spirit of the world. We win. All right. And I'm yeah. going to be sharing this and I'll send you a copy of it also. I'll I'll email it to you and Thank I'm going you. to be I'm going to be posting it posting it. Uh, I'm probably have to break it into pieces to put it on my podcast, but I'm going to be posting it um, also whole on, on uh, Facebook, uh, uh, um, Facebook. They pulled my YouTube after I did an interview with um, the vaccine police. And oh yeah. Yeah. I'm Chris. Yeah. I love him. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. I like Chris. We're both toxic. We're both toxic. You won't get this up on YouTube either. Or, or if you do, don't use my name. If okay. you use my name you're doomed. <laughs> All right. You think, uh, thank you again. You have a Very blessed good. day. All right. You too. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Thank Bye. you much. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right, folks. That's Dr. Lee Merritt. She is the David and the David and Goliath story. Okay. She's the real deal. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless everything you put your hands to this brother green rivers in the desert ministry, rivers of living water in dry places. Bye-bye.